This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our adventure in Acts with Saul preaches Jesus, Saul in Jerusalem and the healing of Aeneas, Dorcas restored to life, Cornelius's vision, and finally, Peter's vision. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to 
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise let us pray to the Lord finally for these and for all our needs of body and soul let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, your mercy attends us all our days. Be our strength and support amid the, weariness, the wearisome changes of this world. And at life's end, grant us your promised rest and the full joys of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading is from Zechariah chapter 9. <clears throat> Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, 
Because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Thus far, the Old Testament reading. St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Do you enjoy a good mystery? Do you like surprises? Some of my first memories surround Christmas and the joy of opening presents. The practice in our household was for the presents to be wrapped placed under the Christmas tree days, even a week, before Christmas Day. Such a practice increased our anticipation. 
I remember examining the packages, trying to discover any clue as to their contents. In this practice, of course, I was being confronted with a mystery. The gifts are already there, but the gift was hidden. It was concealed so that the gift could not yet be seen or touched or enjoyed. Such is the experience of a mystery. Mysteries require patience, even a long-suffering that will endure to the end. While the reality of the gift already exists, we must wait for it to be unveiled so that we can see it and touch it, experience it in the flesh. Dear friends, our God delights in mysteries. He enjoys increasing our expectations, inspiring our wonder so that the unveiling of his glory might have its full impact. Our text for today is a truly significant moment in Matthew's Gospel. Our text is the first time that Jesus speaks directly to his Father in heaven. I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to infant children. Yes, Father, for so it was well-pleasing before you. Up to this point, Jesus has spoken to John the Baptist. He has sparred with the devil. He has preached to the crowds, exercised demons, instructed the apostles. He has even addressed the wind and the waves. But now in our text, he speaks for the first time to his Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And his words show his delight in mystery. Many translations of our text have Jesus thanking his Father. But this translation is surely a bit misleading. Jesus does not so much express his gratitude, but exclaims his joy, his delight. And his delight is in the mysteries of his Father. I praise, I delight, I take pleasure in you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things. Jesus delights in his Father's love of mystery. For Jesus, the Father's mysteries are like seeds planted in the earth. They are hidden, buried, concealed there in the earth. Yet as the spring turns into summer, the life in these seeds now begins to reveal itself, breaking the surface of the ground, reaping a harvest in the end. The eternal mystery of the Father has been hidden since the very beginning. It was hidden there in the light that was called forth from the darkness, hidden in the tree of life and the Sabbath rest on the seventh day. His mystery was then wrapped up in the law and veiled in the temple and concealed in the prophets. But now Jesus expresses his delight in the Father. And he delights not simply because the mystery has been hidden from the wise and understanding, but because now it is beginning to be unveiled to little children. In Jesus, the wrapping paper is now being ripped off the Father's hidden purpose is making itself known. The mystery of his glory is being exposed for us to see and to touch, to enjoy. 
I praise you, Father, that you have hidden these things. Jesus takes pleasure in the mystery of his Father. And yet, what is this mystery? What are the things that the Father has hidden as he speaks in our text? Indeed, in our text, the phrase, these things, has no specific reference or definition. Only the Father and the Son know what these things actually are. However, in the following verses, Jesus now offers a clue as to the content of the mystery. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Now, perhaps for us who confess the Father and the Son in the creeds, who call God Father in our prayers, the words of Jesus may appear routine, even predictable. But for the ancient people of Israel, Jesus' words are surely startling, provocative, and even controversial. The Jewish people knew that their God has prophets. They knew that he has a temple and priests and sacrifices. They knew that he has creation and is the king of the universe. Yet Jesus now proclaims that God above and beyond all these things has a son an eternal offspring, one who shares his nature and glory, a beloved son in whom he delights. What a surprise, what a wondrous mystery. Even before the foundations of creation, God is father who delights in his son. The hidden things Jesus proclaims in our text are the things associated with God's fatherhood and his own sonship. This is the mystery that underlies Matthew's gospel. It is the mystery hidden there in Jesus' secret conception by the Holy Spirit and his birth from the Virgin Mary. It is the mystery revealed in the Spirit's descent at his baptism, the mystery proclaimed by that voice from heaven, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. God's fatherhood and Jesus' sonship is then the mystery that is mocked by the devil in his temptations, the mystery rejected by the teachers of the law, the mystery condemned as sheer blasphemy. Even in their final words to Jesus, the religious elite cannot hide their disdain for this mystery. If you are the Son of God, they say, come down from the cross. And yet mysteries are only fully revealed in the end. And so God's fatherhood and Jesus' sonship are fully manifested and confirmed by Jesus' resurrection on the third day. On that day, the wrapping paper has finally been cast aside. The concealing tomb opened up. The startling truth is now exposed. In the resurrection, Jesus stands as the one and only Son of the Father, the one in whom the Father delights, the eternal heir of the Father's glory. What a startling moment of revelation. 
And yet, dear friends, there is one further dimension to this mystery. For in our text, Jesus does not merely speak about the Father or his own sonship. He also speaks about the church, about the baptized, about you, gathered here even this day. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The mystery of God's fatherhood and Jesus' sonship does not remain concealed within the depths of God's nature. It is a mystery, dear friends, that is now hidden in you. You are those to whom Jesus has now chosen to reveal his Father. In holy baptism, the mystery of the Father and the Son has been wrapped up even in your humanity. At this table, the mystery of the Father and the Son is like a seed now planted within you, a seed that grows by the power of the Holy Spirit, a seed that will bear abundant fruit in the day of resurrection. So you, do you enjoy a good mystery? Do you like surprises? I hope so. For there is a profound mystery growing inside of you. Dear friends, your life is not defined by your circumstances in this world. Your life is not defined by the death that is even now dissolving your flesh. Your life is not defined by this present world now passing away all around you. No, your life is defined at this table. Your life is defined by the mystery of the Father and the Son, a mystery that will finally be revealed in the resurrection of the dead, in the life of the world to come. As St. John proclaims, Beloved, we are God's children now. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And so come, you who are weary and heavy laden, Come, you who are burdened by death, oppressed by all the powers of this present darkness. Come and delight in the mystery of your salvation. To Christ be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. In our prayers, we remember Walter Disson, a former board member of this seminary, as he undergoes hip replacement surgery today. Mindful of God's many blessings to us and thankful for the gift of salvation, let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, your Son Jesus invited us to take up his light and easy burden and so find rest for our souls. Grant peace of mind to all who are weighed down by the burdens of this life, that they may know your peace which passes all understanding. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, Lord of the nations, we praise you for keeping this nation under your care. Sustain our leaders and give them a sense of urgency to carry out their duties in accord with your will. 
Lord, in your mercy. Sustain those in every need. Bless those who mourn that they may be comforted. Bring healing and relief to those who are ill in body or spirit, including Walter, and grant peace to the brokenhearted. According to your great mercy, grant them the rest that comes only from Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, Lord of all creation, defend those who suffer from dangerous weather, including those affected by flooding in the Northeast, extreme heat in the South, and ongoing drought, and grant protection to all who come to their aid. Lord, in your mercy. Forgiving Lord, as we receive the body and blood of our Savior in the Holy Supper of your Son, grant us repentant and trusting hearts that we may receive this heavenly food for pardon and peace. Lord, in your mercy. As we continue our pilgrimage on earth, encourage us with the example of the saints who have gone before and now share your glory. When our last hour comes, graciously receive us also into your everlasting kingdom through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation.
Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love <clears throat> shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him unto death, that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve, who ate the forbidden fruit. And you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen.
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.